This is the Basic Sky to Women's Wrestling, your best source for women's wrestling commentary, and we are back from an unexpected sabbatical, totally not planned. Maybe we're not your best source at the moment, but we are here. We're maybe caught up, kind of on top of things, but maybe not so much, but we're here. I'm your semi-basic host, Liz. I'm Joseph. Which podcast is this? <laughs> it exists. No, It I'm... exists here and there. We were not. We were really good, but after this absence, it feels more like Take Under than. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you haven't listened, Take Take Under is also back and rebranded as an NXT slash AEW podcast. So if you want to get your AEW fix, because you're not going to really get that here, as far as like all whole, you should go ahead and listen to Take Under with Joseph and Hector, and it's really good. They're back, maybe weekly. Yeah, hopefully. We actually had praise for it there because they know how to book men. Yeah. (laughs) But this is the basics guide to women's wrestling where they do not know how to book any women. (laughs) So just for, um, yeah, just for reference, I guess. I don't know. Um, We have been keeping up. We just haven't been recording. So what? this episode is going to be about is just like a catch-up we hope that you um (laughs) stick with us if you're back because we should be getting this out on a weekly basis um but yeah there's a lot to talk about there's a lot that we haven't covered all together but and still watch i mean there's some stuff we need to watch we're mostly caught up Uh, admittedly we are behind on impact which is making strides right now they had their their own knockouts uh pay-per-view which we still need to watch yeah but i mean i we're we're caught up on the news we're we're current and i mean we saw the important highlight that muscle buster was insane so we're talking about the four-way right between jordan grace alicia kimberly and savannah so that's where you're talking about that muscle buster right yeah kimberly's r.i.p <laughs> Muscle Buster on the thumbtacks. It was the most vicious woman's spot I've seen outside of a Piper and Kaylee Ray match. Oh, man. Speaking of Piper or slash a dewdrop. <laughs> um, well, we'll get to that a little bit. But yeah, so Impact has been just kicking ass, really. Decay is still your tag team champs. We had um, Tasha Steele. Was it Tasha Steeles and Savannah that just straight up stole the tag team championships? I didn't even <laughs> see that, but that's the storyline I've been wanting forever. Right, just someone just straight come up and, stealing yeah, it. Come and take it. What are you gonna do about it? We're the champions now. You're gonna tell me I'm not? Oh, I have this belt. So they had. I mean, Decay is still the title holders. Um, a couple of new faces. I mean, we've seen. Well, you you know of Brandy Lauren. Yeah. So totally not cut up. And that's why we have to catch up because now Brandy Lauren is a part of um, Susie's. Well, I guess it's not Susie. It's um, Sue Young. I guess she has a cult now. So uh, what's her name? Brandy is a, what do they call it? A bloody bridesmaid? Is that what they refer to her as? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Hang on. Um, She's an undead bridesmaid, uh, and she's 
She's poised to collect more souls for Sue Young, who they refer to as Mother. I fucking love Sue Young. <laughs> yeah, she's the Bray Wyatt of women's wrestling. She's so good. And, and it's so funny when you go into like Impact's website um, and you're looking at the roster. <laughs> Sue Young. Well, technically it's Susan. Susie, Sue Young, they're all separate characters, like back to back to back on their roster. Um, but yes, uh, another undead bridesmaid, a, a part of Sue Young's little cult, is also Kimberly. So yeah, we. Yeah, I'm stoked for that Brandy Lauren thing. WWE never found a thing for her, and like, how for you Brandy can, Lauren, you yeah, mean? How you can take the hottest woman in wrestling and then put her in a bunch of makeup and make her look <laughs> like an undead bride is wild to me it's like everything that goes against the booking of women's wrestling like forever you put the hot woman make her look hot and put her over like <laughs> that's the just stratus prototype just stratus was just great at it but yeah i can't wait to see where they're going with this like impact is as impact far as like your knockout your knockouts NXT, division think, because nxt has taken a step back yeah your knockouts division is just so much funner to watch yeah, and again like yes admittedly we're behind on it not super um caught up but we know that they're the better they're the better division right now as far as like comparing it to AEW and really NXT they're at like I said they've caught up I don't know that they've surpassed them NXT still has the better roster but they're booking and their storylines like the, their storylines are just so dull. It looks like the booking of AW or of NXT is going to really start to hold it back. Okay, so the last set we talked, um well, first of all, before we get into NXT, we do know that Mickey James is gonna be facing off against Deanna Parazzo. Yeah, that's and awesome. we have Deanna Parazzo visiting Mickey James's residence. <laughs> like it's mirroring what's his name on SmackDown so. Seth and Edge, right? So we get that on Impact, but we have that to look forward to. I know you're, like, super hot on Deanna Prazzo. I mean, I always have been. I always thought that she had star potential, like, the few times that we saw her with Chelsea in NXT. Yeah. And it was just cool to see her, like, do it. She's number three or four, I think, on the PWI women's list that came out today. Oh, yeah. So you're saying Bianca I mean, won that one? Yeah. I mean, it goes based off, Obviously. like, booking and being a champion forever, which she had, which, like, Deanna is. She's a double champ now. And, like, I was thinking that there was a possibility she might either get overexposed or, like, being a champion for too long might just be too much, but she's kept it fresh. And this, like, this on again, off again with Mickey the last couple months has yeah. has kept her reign looking awesome. And she, yeah, she just put on ma- good match after good. She's great. Um, yeah, and then we have our, our tag team title holders, Decay in Rosemary and Havoc. I guess they rightly, rightfully have their titles. Um, but we have a new tag team that's going to be arriving on Impact soon. Oh, yeah. The Inspiration. I don't know. I Did you watch their video? I watched Oh, my gosh. It. It's like... The music video? I their music watch. video. No. It's the greatest. I'm just so happy that they're going to be back in our back in our wrestling lives, I guess. Yeah, I, I need to get there. I mean, I guess I just need to see them wrestling, but, again, I'm just disappointed. Jessica could have... Could have been a star. I like 
She could have been the host of Wipeout. She shows up to that late show with fucking James Corden. They're like, what the hell are we doing with this guy behind the desk? Let's kick his dumbass back to England. And then give Jessica McKay this spot because she's infinitely better than he is. I mean, anybody would be, but she specifically would be incredible with the talk show. Well, anyway. So hopefully they'll get some sort of like show and mic time, which I'm sure they will in Impact because they actually get They their do women stuff time. like that. Yeah. And they do actually care about their women's and they division. They give them a lot of like backstage stuff to build like their characters and stuff. Um, so one of the things that came up is that the inspiration wrote a letter. <laughs> and if you that. can if you can find the YouTube clip, it's so funny. And it's basically the letter addressed to Impact, Gail Kim, who it may concern. <laughs> and they're talking about how they will be back and ready for their title match against Decay. Their rightfully earned title match. <laughs> And that the letter <laughs> needs to be read. In the promotion. <laughs> the letter needs to be read in an Australian accent. If the letter was not read in an Australian accent. Go back to the beginning and read it again. It was amazing. Oh my God! They're not even on TV, and they're already like just yeah. stealing the show. Oh, I love them. Um, yes, we may or may not have posters of Jessica McKay and Pete. Or wait, wait, no, Cassie Lee. Yeah. Um. In velvet print or whatever. <laughs> Once they get those tag titles. Everybody's going to be so stoked when they get those tag titles. Yeah. Even so, if it's not at the like this match right here, which it very well could be, and I don't think anybody will complain at all. I think at this point it doesn't even matter as long as they're just like on our screens. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lack. I don't know. I, I chalk it up to just Bailey being gone. <laughs> of why i don't feel like as invested right now minus my dog dying minus other stressors like just going on in my personal life a big chunk is bailey is gone from tv and i can't i have to muster i have to muster up the strength and the motivation to just talk about women's wrestling right now because i don't feel it's in the right state that it needs to be without her in it yeah, I mean, it goes beyond that. Like, WWE, at least for the last months, and I, I don't know why they had three weeks in between the draft and, like, the new seasons where this is just fucking senior, senioritis right here. Like, right. they're just walking to the finish line <laughs> and, like, not even crossing it. This is... It, I'm so, so disappointed with this booking. And I don't know if it was written tongue-in-cheek, which it should have been. I really think it was genuine. The compliment that was given from the person holding back, one of the people holding back the industry, in my opinion. Dramatico. Given the booking, not the character or her performance. She gave compliments to TJ, basically. And the booking sucks. I'm sorry. Britt and Becky are holding back this industry. That's just the nut of what I'm trying to say, basically. Just to get straight to it. You're probably wondering how we got to this point in the conversation. <laughs> so let's take it back. So, <laughs> the, since the last time that we recorded, there's been a lot of changes. And I was even looking forward to recording these episodes with... You know, some of the changes in mind. Hey, the draft is happening. Hey, Becky is back and debuting. Like, this should be great, right? 
um, Ruby Soho is on AEW. And everything... Queen's Crown. Queen's Crown is announced. And everything has sort of just been, like, falling flat. Like, they're really... Across across all boards, really. I mean, we're just going to exclude Impact right now because we can't, like, rightfully speak on it. But as far as, like, your head-to-head brands, AEW and WWE, it's it's not that good. It really isn't. It's just rematch after rematch on the big shows. And if it's not rematch after rematch, it's repeats of tag team matches leading up to a pay-per-view. So, again, not anything we're not used to seeing, but still, it's not... Like the, and there's been there's so ca- many chances. There's just been so many chances to like put this on the right track as far as the women's division is going. So good is the problem. Like, how are yeah. you fucking fumbling this over and over again? Becky and Sasha gave you a fucking banger last week, and you yeah. followed it up with nothing. Yeah. Today, you just keep, stra- keep the strap on Becky because, of course, Becky's got to win when it fucking matters. Because Becky doesn't lose. So we're talking about the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, but we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But yes, I mean, we had one of the best matches that we've seen on SmackDown in a very long time between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. At least since Bailey's been gone. Okay, so let's, let's rewind. Let's rewind even more so, right? Let's start with SmackDown. Becky's returned. Um, she... She's beaten Bianca in 26 seconds, 27 seconds, whatever it is. Um, and we're getting, like, these really cool segments with her and Bianca. And then Sasha comes in, causes a DQ in a championship match between them, right? So Sasha's back in the picture. Now we're getting Sasha, Becky, Bianca. This should be great. This should be a really great feud and storyline. And it's just like falling so flat because of these finishes. Yeah. And that's what's like really frustrating because it's like <laughs> you get us you get us going. You get us bought in. And then it's like, ah, just kidding. Pull the football away. Every single time. Every single time we fall for it. But but we're not going to fault the women for that because they are just like they're putting great, on the and doing hell everything of a show. Like they're not the ones booking it is the problem. Right. And that, so that's our, our main really complaint is just the booking. Where like I really hope that it was passive aggressive. That comment from that post from Becky today towards TJ was passive aggressively like, <laughs> get this fucking strap off of me because I can go nowhere with this character if you keep on fucking making me win. It doesn't give me anything to move on to. It just keeps me at the peak forever and like it doesn't give her anything like Shayna's showing the range that she can do yeah. like even when she was fucking scared of a doll two months ago <laughs> like Shayna really impressed me when she did that and then now because of that like look at the cool shit that she gets to do like where instead of Becky's just hitting the same note over and over again and you're like yeah it was fine two years ago yeah I mean I didn't like it but like I didn't fault anybody for liking it then but like seriously guys we're four we're not four years what three years removed from WrestleMania and she's still the same thing. Like, yeah, she's trying to be a heel about it now, but she was trying to be a heel about it then too. You just didn't have a Bianca to like to like go against the heel of hers. Okay. So let's start. Okay. We're going to, we're really just going to start with dissecting Becky then. Um, since she's come back, I, I still don't hate it. 
if anything, I think she she should lean into her um, having a baby because especially if she's going to be like this heel persona, she should like mm-hmm. really, really play that up because moms are hella annoying. And this is coming from a mom. Um, she like should play up the I gave life. I'm better than you. Look at me. I'm amazing. I'm a god, and really push that because that is super irritating to me. Yeah. And it's to hang like, out in like those Facebook groups to get material <laughs> like that, like those Facebook and Instagram trend or like those. Hashtags. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell Becky to go and lurk on Facebook groups because I would not want to put her mental health in jeopardy because no, those things okay, are like toxic Facebook wastelands. Groups, like, go to like hashtags of like <laughs> you know just the corniest families that you can find on instagram right. and then like just follow the just see like the just that's actually where you get material on, from because it's so corny that's how you can actually like you haven't ex- you haven't gone down the rabbit hole of lds mom that's instagram saying, influencers like that. that's what becky needs yes. to go down and like if she could do man we'd get a whole right to censor yeah, era here thing too like she really should play that up, but maybe once she drops the title, which the who knows how long that's yeah, going to be. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like they don't. Okay, so to get back to the booking of it at Saudi Arabia and why it falls so flat and why it's so fucking short sighted and why TJ needs to be removed and somebody who <laughs> is actually invested in women or or if you're not invested, fucking cut them all and let them go do something where they can actually have people who are invested in them because what you could have done with these storylines instead, what you're going to probably do is have Charlotte and Becky show up tomorrow and say, Hey, you want this belt? I'll take this belt. We'll go to our respective shows. You're you're the raw champion. I'm the SmackDown champion done. Instead, you could have had an interesting thing. That's what's going to happen though. because Becky loses to Sasha. Sasha is the champion on her show. Now we have two champions on her show. Becky shows up dethrones Charlotte on her show on the season premiere like that would have been great crowd would have loved it and we also get two title changes in back-to-back nights like there's so much there that you can do with the women but they don't want to and they're not going to and they've done this before with the the men's tag team titles where whenever they had the draft i think new day was the champions and the bar was the champions and they just had them do a belt swap they're like you cool with it yeah we're cool with it we're going to SmackDown, so we'll take these titles with us. And I think that's going to happen with the women. And it's just, like, such a disgrace. It's so boring. It's boring. But also, it's just, like, you really can't just, like, put more time into putting up, like, rightful matches. It's just, have, like, no, like, they're freaking... wrestling. You should be fucking grateful that you get these great matches. Like, no, we are. But, like, we need storylines, too. Because, they, like it or not, these women are the future of professional wrestling. Yeah. And you guys holding them back is going to do nothing for the industry other than hold the whole everybody back. So if I was going to be like a dream producer, right, I would have had Becky drop the title in Saudi, give it to Sasha, because yes, we know that Bianca is moving to Raw, but have Becky drop the title, even though she's also moving to Raw as well. And then you have her set up against whoever takes the title off of Charlotte because Charlotte has to win. The fact that Charlotte didn't drop that title to Bianca on Raw is bullshit. It ended up in a disqualification with Charlotte um, hitting Bianca with a chair. Did you see the finish of that? Yeah, well, no, it was a DQ. No, I'm saying for the last like 10 seconds, Bianca kept looking over her like, the 30 seconds of TV time, Bianca kept looking over her shoulder like somebody was giving her a light to like wrap it up. 
Probably. It was so lame. And again, if you're going to let these women main event Monday night and give them time, as you did, like, rightfully so, they gave them, like, 30-minute match in that Right. Let them fucking finish it out and give them a proper finish. Even if she, even if Bianca wasn't going to win there, Charlotte can win clean or win dirty and somehow still get a pin. It doesn't have to be a DQ, but... That like that could be your curveball is oh you thought Charlotte was gonna drop because she's going to to SmackDown you can still salvage that by Becky dropping the title and then coming and taking it off of off Charlotte. of Charlotte on Raw, but that's on the other Smackdown. thing too. It's like they built up because Charlotte's on SmackDown. No, but I'm saying like Becky could have showed up to Raw and taken the title off of Charlotte before Charlotte moves to SmackDown. But because like the thing is they built up Charlotte's departure from Raw. She came on saying. Why isn't anybody giving me a send-off? What's the deal? They built this up and then she didn't drop the title. Like, what are you, why are you, how, how are you dropping this so hard? No, I don't think that that was, that was dropping it because I fucking hate when they telegraph stuff and like to critique something that I actually did like the booking of, like Xavier winning was awesome. But the whole fucking lead up of this is my destiny and this and that and like this is everything. Fucking telegraph your punch more, please. Because that's, I hate when people do that. Or I hate when they do that stuff because it's just so insulting and just like so bad. This is exactly what everything was leading up to. And then it's just, that's the finish. Charlotte winning there is the swerve, but you can still save it by not fucking making becky win every single thing she yeah. can lose occasionally i promise you guys her character won't be that bad especially if you strap her the next night especially because like they really don't give a shit about the women as much as they do roman so they could have gotten away with that yeah like you should <laughs> like this isn't about keeping becky looking strong even though that's how it's coming off as like Hey, you guys already don't give a shit about your women's division. You might as well just let Becky drop it. Because the good thing about Becky is she can actually carry on the storyline without needing to be the champ. She is so good. She is the draw. She doesn't need the belt. She doesn't need the title. Everyone's going to watch her because she is the man. And the reason why everybody got behind her was because she didn't have the title. She got her face broken. And she, like, came back from that to take the title. That's what everybody was wanting to see. And, yeah, even her in this heel persona... Without the title, she can still sell it. She can still get over. She can still have people behind her because she's already like your moneymaker. So you don't have to have her as the champ right now, at least for a couple of weeks, right? Like, I mean, you, if you want to have her as the champ, you could strap her the next night is what I'm saying. Exactly. But yeah, no, just... I'm, saying, I'm saying for not, not even that long. She can go a few days, you know. A couple but, hours without having to right? around her, I promise. It, regardless, that Saudi match was really good. The match was so incredible from all of them, the chemistry. I mean, there was a few things that, like, they could have looked better, and it might have been because they were getting tired towards the end of their match. Like, it was a lot of the feats of strength that Bianca match? needed to do at the end that I think... I don't even think it was Bianca that dropped the ball. Like, I think Becky slipped on one of them, like, when she was trying to pick up both of them. And, like, I don't think it was a fault of anything. Like, they were sweaty. It was the middle of Saudi Arabia. Like, 
Shit happens and in the match. It shouldn't have been. Everyone like, else does that anyway. Yeah, it so. shouldn't have been super clean. Like we've heard wrestlers talk about how like it's a fight. It should have. It shouldn't be. And a that's what it looked like. It that's why it was so cool. Yeah. That's why it was so cool. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I don't understand what that finish does for anybody. So Sasha now goes to a new show with nothing to show from that match, other than a pin that she had to eat. Right. Becky doesn't even win the match clean, which like I guess if anything you're progressing her heel persona but meh unless they want to make her becky two belts again and then bianca doesn't get anything either like because now she's moving to raw yeah i mean like in the in the match she looked super strong but of that finish like it doesn't help any of the three of them and that's where i just am fucking baffled by it and i'm baffled by like the praise of how this is all being treated. Okay, so then let's get to the importance of this match. Because it is in Saudi Arabia, obviously we're seeing their gear. We're seeing them covered up again in their big baggy t-shirts. Whatever. We have our gripe with it. The cool thing is seeing like the reactions from the women and the young girls in the crowd. That was great. Getting to see, you know, holding up their Becky signs and getting to see these three. I sign that said, I'm here for the women. Yeah. <laughs> So getting to see, like, the impact that these three women are really, like, bringing into this match, right? In the first uh, with the Crown Jewel, they didn't even have a women's match. Was it not Natalia? I know Natalia no, and Lacey a, Evans had the yeah, first. Yeah, had a dark match. Wait, no, that was. On the no, 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 we're talking Sasha and Alexa. They were the first ones, actually, to do it. Yeah, but that was like the it. second one. That wasn't even at the first crown jewel is what I'm saying. The I'm first saying crown like, jewel didn't even have a women's match. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've come here where they had a 30-minute match with these three women, and we had two women's matches on the But cards. I'm saying, like, they had an event where it was Alexa versus Sasha. Yeah. So they were their inaugural ones, right? Then you had Lacey versus Natalia, which, bleh, um, but that was on the pay-per-view. <laughs> and now we are getting this triple threat match between, like, the three baddest women in the division. And also part of like your Queen's Crown tournament, even though they might disagree with the way that the bracket ended up or the way that, well, like you were saying, how short the match was. That was the biggest travesty of this whole thing. But we're still, we get into in a we're still getting like these impactful matches from these women. And I really appreciate like how seriously they take it. Um, I, there's this, uh, oh, I'll probably tag him later, but there's uh, someone that I follow on Twitter, and I, I, I'm assuming he's from Saudi Arabia because he got video from it, and he actually had to defend him, it, like, basically, like, his country <laughs> because someone else was, like, talking crap about the fact that the women are in baggy T-shirts. We don't live there. And to diminish, like, how important, like, these events were for this type of pay-per-view in that country... Yeah, like From we should. The world, like, yeah, like crap, <laughs> shut the shut the hell up. <laughs> so, this is, I guess, like this is what progress looks like. Even though, oh, okay, we can yeah, no, it. I'm just saying, like, even though maybe we're not where we want to see the women's division at, this is important, and I, I guess, like, we just wanted to shed light on that, basically. Even though the the booking and the finish sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk about Queen's Crown? I mean, we let's can give talk it, like, about the two Queen's Crown. Each one of these fucking matches was allotted, which is 
fucking ridiculous. This should have been a showcase of the women instead of the joke that you guys treated it like. The entirety of all of these matches was either equal to or less than the triple threat. Yeah, and so... Which, fine, if you want to give the triple threat that, that amount of time. But Shayna and Piper and Zelina, and I'd even say Carmella and Liv and whoever else is in that tournament, because I think I'm forgetting at least two or three participants, right. were deserved more than you guys gave them out of this. So, I, again, was looking very forward when it to got announced. when it got announced. We and maybe get a even to talk about it on here. And we were talking like we I think we mentioned it being a possibility. We didn't get a chance to talk about it being official or the bracket and then they just shat all over it before we could even like be optimistic we could before we could even be optimistic about it and get on here about it they're just like nah here's a couple sparing two minute matches between all these women that deserve more and this should have been like a this really should have been a bigger deal because this is your inaugural queen's crown what the anyway um so my complaints about it, other than it just being like two-minute matches on SmackDown and Raw, is I'm not even complaining about Zelina being the winner of the SmackDown bracket, right? I'm so glad she's at where she's at. I, my only complaint was <laughs> not being able to see Dewdrop and Shayna in the final bracket, like in the final round. Their match was the best one of the entire tournament. Oh, for sure. And it wasn't even close. Like, you didn't see the Zelina one, Piper one yet, but the, the Dewdrop and Shayna one was the best one. So. Not close. I love the way that they have been booking Dewdrop, honestly. Like, even her versus Shayna, like, she sold it because, yes, we, sh- we want to see Shayna win. Obviously, we want to see Dewdrop win. But. Dewdrop, you got that those glimpses of maybe a potential feud with Shayna. You see her really taken aback by Shayna. Like, whoa, she nearly killed me by choking me out. Gotta watch out for her. But she still came out on top. And again, we could have seen Charlotte drop her title to Shayna. Make Shayna your, your Raw Women's Champion because... Not only does she deserve it, because I was, we'll talk about NXT in a second. Not only does she deserve it, but we really could have taken this in a completely different direction now that Charlotte is finally leaving Raw. Yeah, but I don't see Charlotte losing to Shayna, not yet. That's too bad. Like, Shayna's not built yet. And again, this goes back to the two people who I said earlier holding the industry back, like they have all the time. They take all that time. And at the end of it, they put nobody over. So nobody is built around. Charlotte is a legacy. She's built around. Sasha is a legacy. Like people have always been around Sasha. So when you put ever put them in the matches with them, like other than Bianca who had to get built while the big people were away, like you've done nothing to build any Liv Morgan isn't built to where she should be. And people want to be behind Liv Morgan. And you give them absolutely. Her? Exactly. (laughs) But you give them absolutely no reason to be because you keep on screwing her over. Exactly. Zelina could be a great face. And what I would have loved to see from that final is Piper wins and then we get a double turn. She she decides like, oh, no, I'm 
I can dominate this division. <laughs> Beats the shit out of Zelina and like leaves her in a pulp to where Zelina then has to like build herself back up. And then you give Zelina the storyline and she could be a face and people would want to be behind her because of all the shit that they perceive you putting her through because yeah. of her husband. Like these are so, so easy to build these people. Or it would be so easy to build these people up if you even gave the little bit, the littlest of shits. Yeah. But you don't. It's got to be Becky or it's got to be Charlotte or it's got to be Sasha. And like, I love those women. They are the pinnacle of wrestling, but they're not going to be here for We're going to talk about pillars of women's wrestling. They are the ones. They're, they're not going to be here forever. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, and so let's build other people around them. You, they are going to get hurt or they're going to go and have pregnancies or Charlotte is going to fucking leave you guys high and dry and be the woman who goes to AEW and puts their roster on the map because her husband is there. Yeah. And like, even it's not because she's there, even it's because she's like, oh yeah, I can go on, I can go to AEW and be the biggest star in women's wrestling. And she could. She could. Like, they would love her there if she, if she went over there. As much as all the marks pretend that they wouldn't, they would totally eat it Because, up. come on. We're that, not going to talk about AEW anymore, but, well, I mean, we later, but still, they're still saying, so like, garbage. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, and so they would the, be so lucky to have someone like Charlotte. That I already said are holding it back, like Charlotte showing up there. Because if you're not going to give it to Thunder Rosa, who is very clearly talented enough to like start building them up, who are you going to do it for? And so the whole thing with Dewdrop, I mean, they kind of worked themselves into a corner with her because she really is doing so well as a face. She <laughs> is what Nikki Cross was trying to get at, Dewdrop did it. Which is funny, because aren't they both from Scotland? Yeah. I think they are. But anyway, Dewdrop has the theme, she has the look, she has the power to really be like this super over baby face, and I think that's what we're going to see from her. And it might be a while before we see Piper, Piper before we see that hardcore bitch. We're going to get Dewdrop for a while, and we just need to deal with it. And Like, I like Dewdrop. It's fine. I can suffer through it. Like, not suffer through it. Like, because Piper, like, even as Dewdrop. I was going to say, yeah, I don't even, even suffer Dewdrop, through her. No, that's what I'm saying. Even as Dewdrop, she's putting on great matches. And, like, even when she came out as Dewdrop, I said, I, li- I like her as Dewdrop, whatever. I do want to see Piper, even if it's not until Kaylee comes over. But whatever. Like, that's not even. We can move off of this because that, even all of this stuff is not what I hate the most in women's wrestling right now. <laughs> it's what they've turned the greatest women's division into with this fucking toxic shock. Okay, so NXT 2.0. The last time that we recorded, I think that we covered the finale, the wedding between Indy. That wasn't the finale, that was the premiere. That well, was 2.0. Was it the that premiere? The premiere I don't, I don't, oh yeah, it was, huh? Well, anyway, the end of an era. Which was the culmination of Indy and um, Dexter's wedding, right? Now, again, okay, I'm just going to say I really think that NXT did it. Like, they dug their own grave by having EO, (laughs) to borrow a phrase from you, hold that title hostage for as long as she did. Because now they're moving into this new era and they're not doing anything anything with Raquel and it's just really unfortunate that the women's title feels like 
as important as the women's tag titles right now. And that's because they don't have any proper fuse with Raquel. They couldn't ha- they couldn't possibly put Frankie over her. Um, and now it's just kind of like people, I mean, I, I look online and people have been saying how Raquel's reign has really not been that important either. And it's like, well, it's easy to think that because EO held that title captive for however many days with nothing being accomplished. So that seems like that's what the women's title has been relegated to because otherwise there is a lot of really interesting characters in the women's division. There's a lot of really interesting storylines and potential that they could go with, but they don't really capitalize on it. And what they're doing is they're falling back on someone like Mandy Rose, which is taking up the space of the women's title when it really should just be Kaylee Ray. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping they get to, but I'm not optimistic that they will. I know we were optimistic like with the episode 2.0 because there was so much women. Right. We were thinking, oh, maybe they actually know what's up after they took over. And nope, just each week it's been less and less. And I mean, maybe it's not necessarily that it's less and less. It's more and more toxic shock, which I am toxic attraction, like the lowest person on. Everybody else seems to be bought in on this, but I just Mandy's not good. JC Jane is not good. If you look at that promo with the three of them, they Mandy, JC Jane cut the same exact promo, and it was like watching a create a player where they wave their arm, they they put their finger up, they wave it back and forth, and then they like wave their neck back and forth <laughs> it's the same carbon copy woman promo promo that we've been seeing over and over again the only person that i like from this and the only person i think is sticking out is Gigi. yeah when you saw her part of that promo yeah. she had like faces and she was giving you unique personality she is the one stealing the show out of this promotion they really nobody need seems to, just... to be talking about her everybody just wants to talk about how hot mandy is and honestly She's less hot as a brunette. Like, I'm sorry. If I can man in here for a second, she's less hot as a brunette. I think this just proves the theory that it's very hard to be a brunette. Yeah. It's very hard to pull off being a brunette. (laughs) It's very easy to go blonde and be super hot and, like, convey a beautiful image with that blonde. Your theory is right. But I don't want to, like, concentrate on looks. Regardless, like. Mandy's just not that good. Other than me, can anybody tell me anything good that she does? See, and that's the thing. They really shouldn't have, I mean, maybe really she should have been in the Robert Stone brand and having him take charge. And you have Frankie Monet with um, Gigi and, oh my gosh, what's her name? J.C. Jane. J.C. Like, Jane. Be her, be her little minions. That would have made more sense. I mean, didn't I say when she came, like, didn't I say before she even came to NXT, Mandy would do great to learn under somebody like Frankie. And instead, they're giving Mandy all the fucking time, and Frankie gets nothing. And, like, Yeah, Frankie's and that's the thing. Great. Like, you can see the difference between the two. Frankie is the leader. Frankie is, Frankie polished, though. Like, is Frankie the face. Is yes. confident in her character. She's not giving us the same tried and like carbon copy bullshit that Mandy's giving us over and over again. And it's like, don't you have anything better? And if it really seems like they're going to strap her, don't you guys want anything better from your champion? And the clear answer is no. 
So this division is very obviously taking a step back. And like not only not and not only at the top of the picture, like what you're talking about with the championship, because I I have to admit, or else I would be a hypocrite that yes, Raquel's reign hasn't been much because Eos wasn't much either. Yeah. But like it's been around probably I'd say it's probably even been around the same matches. Regardless of, of like the that that I'd say even in total, we had Zeta Ramir put on that banger along. And I hate to keep going back to Zeta Ramir because we have we've only had that one match from her. But we had even Tony Stark not Tony Stark, what's her name? Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark show up, put banger after banger after banger. And I didn't even like three weeks of her in a row, like personally. But all those matches that she put on were great. Yeah. Even Saray put on good even good match after good yeah. match after good match. These last three weeks, that feud with uh B Fab and the girl from Legado, I'd ne- I'm not gonna remember her yeah, name. Yeah, and like that match was worse than a dark match. We don't wanna agree with anything. Was it Dave Meltzer has to say? I But I think he rated that like well, basically that match was probably the worst match I have ever seen. The worst match NXT has definitely ever put on. In the time that we've been watching it, not even It's close. probably even worse than what you'd see on Dark. Yeah. And this is after B-Fab has, like, been doing squashes. Yeah. This is, and, like, this is why squash matches suck. Because then when it's time to go, you can't. If yeah. you're if you're like a trainee or a newer person like this. I mean, I don't know how long Bfab has been there, but she hasn't been on TV in a while and now she's going to go straight up to SmackDown? That doesn't oof. bode well for her. Well, I don't think she's going to be wrestling any matches soon, which they keep, they're showing her with the women with all the women's roster. Yikes. So, I'm sure she's going to be I mean, hopefully Shotzi and Sasha and other people can like get her and shit. And I'm not saying that she's not capable of it. Like hopefully she is. That match was terrible. Just saying, like it's, really, had, like, it's really embarrassing for NXT to put on even the matches with their trainees as jobbers. It's never been a jobber match. Yeah, we've never, never seen show, that. Yeah. Like, we've never known NXT to put out, like, a squash match. And the fact that it happened, NXT 2.0, is so embarrassing. There's been probably at least one every single week. And, like, that's what I have liked a lot of what 2.0 is doing but i don't know that i can say i've liked even one thing that the women have oh, been no, done not have at all. been done to the women since then other than Gigi. like gigi has been yeah. a revelation she's been cool because she's so unique but like if you keep pairing her with all this stuff uh Gigi, my gypsy princess she uh that's why i ironically <laughs> think it's ironic that i call them toxic jock um she you hold on yes really quick you know what toxic yes. chalk syndrome is yeah. <laughs> that's why given Gigi's past i think it's funny that i call them that continue um i want to see more of her wrestling because that's what yeah. i really we, like because she's in a tag team we haven't seen a lot of it and i never saw a lot of her indie stuff but like that's the basically the only thing that i have going for me in the women's haven't you right seen now, her in may young classic she no, was there. She was there. Yeah. But which sucks because I was probably even like, there's a lot of people that are high on this and have been high on this women's division. I've been the highest person on this women's division forever. Yeah. Best division in wrestling, period, I was saying like four months ago. 
now it's a raw like just another raw division yeah they're not even i would say they're as good as impact like i said earlier smackdown probably has the talent to go with them now. for sure and they're not much better than raw Right. And they're barely better than eight. Like if AEW barely decides to start yeah. booking better and not winning everything and start building other champions, which getting a second belt is going to help with that, they are not much for like they're not much further from getting passed by even more. All right, well let's talk about some AEW then. Um, we already know your feelings on Britt Baker. Just like <laughs> I mean, that's the division. So it's the Britt division. Which is fine, whatever. Um, the cool thing, I, I mean, just like the highlights of it. Well, first of all, <laughs> everybody was making a big deal about Ruby Soho and the Bunny versus Roman Reigns and whoever was on SmackDown. Rock. Pretty big name. <laughs> One of the biggest. Anyway, ever. so we went back and we watched that match, you know, just to make sure that we had our, our facts straight. Good God. That match was terrible. I wouldn't go that far, but it wasn't. No, 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 no. That match sucked. I wouldn't go that far, but it wasn't good. The points that I would like to make is what I was saying earlier about all these dudes who want to keep on handicapping this shit. This is probably why. Because women's wrestling, with a whole leg cut off and a foot tied behind its back, drew the same amount as two of the biggest names in wrestling right now. And, like, that's cool. That's awesome as a, as a fact. The thing that I hate about it and what, like, the flip side of that point is all the AEW marks who are trying to, say, acknowledge the bunny and all this stuff like it's an insult towards WWE because you're not propping up what you're not propping. You're not white knighting the way you think you are. Right. You're insulting two things. And, like, the bunny's not good. So she should be insulted in my opinion. And she shouldn't be here in my opinion. But you're I'm just gonna say like agree. you're trying to make a joke out of what should be the future of wrestling because they showed that they can go. They they could draw equally right. with them. But that's not how you guys are doing it. And you know what you're doing. And you're not trying to prop up anything like in a optimistic fashion. You're trying to do it to degrade something else. And so I tweeted this right. out from our Take Under account. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I try to bring this up as much as possible, which is my, my old boss who would always use this quote. Your success doesn't depend on the failure of others. And that's basically what you're describing right now. Like, the fact that they are using, like, these – the well, whole ratings thing is, like, bullshit anyway. But the fact that they're using the bunny versus Ruby against like beating out or tying Roman and whatever, it's really not accomplishing what they think it is. Because I saw that match between Ruby and the bunny, and I'm sorry, it just wasn't that good. And even Ruby, like Ruby debuting and her being like a high point, um, yeah. Like, I'm glad we're getting to see them in the main event, but come on. You have Sheeta. You have, hopefully, Rio Mizunami. <laughs> you have freaking Thunder Rosa. You have Nyla. And these are the women that you should be pushing. And now, if anything, it's showing that the women, not just AEW, but the women are the draw. You should be putting your best women and putting them out on the forefront. 
Well, I mean, not to shit on AEW, but like it does bring home a point that Roman had said about how like their fans are coddling them. Okay. And like they have just this built-in floor. Well, I was going to like there's no there's no peaks for them. I was actually going like, to say there's no crest that they can get to where they're at and like yeah, if you're going to keep trotting the bunny and I mean Ruby is good. She can be really good if you put her in with the right person. Not with the bunny. And if you're going to no. keep trotting these people out, like, you're not going to get there. You were saying while we were watching it, like, a lot of this have a lot of AEW is seniority. And yeah. And so, yeah, what I, guys... basically, what I was going to say was that the good on the crowd, good on the crowd for like really sticking behind this brand and even thinking that the bunny versus Ruby is like the best thing that they could have ever seen in the last like few whatever months. But, yeah, it's seniority rules. The bunny has been with AEW since the beginning. But come on. If you're really going to be talking about business, if you're really going to talk about, like, talk about putting out the best in the, like, of brands, you put your best women at the forefront. Sorry. Like, yes, I'm glad, like, that these people have been loyal. But you have the signees to really elevate this women's division, and they're not using them. Um, yeah, so the thing that really annoyed me earlier, and this is like, I'm fine with the competition. I'm fine with the Tony Khan's challenge. The backtrack was kind of corny that he did like immediately afterwards, but the whole like head to head that they tried to do with Rampage and SmackDown, whatever, like all that's fine. But right before Roman's match today, which showed that they were watching Crown Jewel, they tweeted out a picture of the bunny. Like, here is a picture of the bunny for absolutely no reason. And then they did the same thing for Ruby. Here's a picture of Ruby Soho for absolutely Girl. no reason. And so I like I quote tweeted it and just said, like, look, I want to like you guys so bad. Like, you are the spirit of WCW <laughs> through and through. You even brought on probably the most toxic for me, like the person I least want to see in wrestling in CM Punk. And I still want to watch your product. Please stop trying to live in the shadow of your older brother. Like, live outside of the context of this other company. And if you want to challenge them and challenge yourself to, like, compete with them, fine. But like Eric Bischoff said in that clip that a lot of people oh have probably gosh. said so, yeah. fucking challenge them if that's the case. And stop trying to, like, pussyfoot around all this shit and pretend that you're challenging them. Like, In the words of one of the worst and best Real Housewives, own it, baby. Hashtag Lisa Rinna. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it, they're trying to, like, one foot in, one foot out. And, like, like the thing that they're really doing, and maybe it's that, they're, that they've seen, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to, like, say that. Because it seems like they're trying to divide people. But then, like, you have all these other commentators who are like, oh, wrestling's great when there's competition. Like, yeah, wrestling's great when there's competition. But, like, is competition really this petty fucking sniping? Or is it yeah. putting your best product forward? Yeah. Like, yeah, petty sniping is cool. When w when DX showed up at WCW was fucking cool, but that was one week yeah. in that rivalry. And, like, yes, they did compete. They were actually going back and forth. That was when the Monday Night Wars were real wars. That's not what's happening here, and you guys know it. You know you're so, a smaller like, company. Like, And the thing is, like, they have the ammo in their women's division to really, like, to, to really dominate, and they're not going to. And yeah, like, if you don't want to live in the context of them, fucking do something different. Book more women. 
Make a woman's promote. Make a woman's show. Even if you're putting it on YouTube, which they're still not doing at this point. Yeah, turn Rampage into a woman's show. Yeah. Like that that show is garbage. That show is the punk hour. The CM Punk half hour. Fine. Like, Put CM Punk at the beginning and have him intro to the rest of the women's matches. Because obviously had... you want to put the bunny and Ruby Soho up against like SmackDown or whatever. Fine. You know what? Do it for the entire show. I dare you. I mean, in their defense, they have had a couple women's matches on that show. That show's only an hour, which it should be more and it should be live. Just and, if and it's already movie. an hour, just make it the women's hour. Put totally. CM Punk as your host Put in Put CM MC. Punk on Dynamite. Yeah, like have him on commentary, whatever. But yeah, whatever. whatever. Anyway. And I'm let's, just trying to say, like, I stop want to... trying to live in the context <laughs> of WWE is basically. Well, what I want to finish off with is the highlight of AEW. And that was on Dark on YouTube. So go and search it out. But this past week, we got a three-on-three match, which I hate normally. But Rio is Mizunami great. is back in the house. And Emmy looked great. Emmy looked great. Poor Kylan. She took the pin. Whatever. <laughs> but still, Rio Mizunami is back. And she stole that match. Like, yeah. I don't care what anybody has to say. You they had were... stupid show over here talking about how, like, you get a spear. You get a spear. Uh, yeah, He's I bought mean... in. I'm bought in. Everyone else should be bought in. Put Rio on your TVs. They all look good. But I do got to say, this is the second time I've seen a kind of a bad botch from Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Okay, but kind of disappointing. We're ending on the highlight and really if we're going to have mediocre bitches on AEW Jade Cargill put Red Velvet then. Well, that yes, yes, like at least she's fucking swinging for the fences with her matches. Like she's botching on flips and like <laughs> moves. She's a wrestler. Like WWE wants to say we're or AEW wants to say we're a wrestling company. Okay, put your wrestlers on. Yeah. Don't put your character who's going to slap and yell and run, like, slower than fucking... But also not even cut her own promos because she has that man hanging out with her. Even though she claims to be an independent woman. Yeah, I wasn't talking about her. I was talking about the bunny. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, if the shoe fits, like, she's not very good either. Well, what we're saying is we are totally team Kylan, Red Velvet, Rio, Emmy, Nyla, do you think is going to win the tournament? No, but we don't have the draw yet. <sighs> I think Ruby is going to, but really it should be Ryu Mizunami. She should be winning every tournament. You should have She's Abaddon in your tournament. No, we didn't say that. Oh, yeah, Beyond the Seas title holder. Very surprised and very happy to see that she has a belt. I mean... She should have all the belts. I don't she know why they the didn't come out to her theme music. She should have the AEW Men's Championship belt. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't come out to her theme music. And they came out to Red Velvets instead. Yeah, that's the, they're but that's the fine. Whatever. She's visiting. Sense. I want her to stay. Make it happen. Sign her. So much better than Riho and like some of the, a bunch of the other women. I will even go out and say she's better than Emmy. Admit it. <laughs> I enjoy her more. I. I like her more than Emmy. I don't think she's better. Like, let's say this. If you handicapped both of them by putting them in a singles match with the bunny, I think Emmy would pull out the better match of the bunny. (laughs) Okay, so let's really quickly touch on NXT UK. I caught up very quickly. I don't know if you did. But just to give you, like, 
the scope of what's going on there. Um, Another really fucking great roster. Though. Oh my gosh, this roster is probably one of the. That was the one that I for- I knew there was one. That there was, I was one that you were forgetting. On NXT Epsilon, UK. Oh my gosh. It's Impact them and SmackDown. Oh my god. So Mike, Maiko, Mako Saka. Um, she is still your champion. She's not dominating because she's not wrestling because she has an apprentice in Amelia McKen- McKenzie. And really, they need to go with Millie McKenzie at this point. But she has just been showing up. Her matches are some of my most favorite ones that she's been doing. And she isn't building feuds. Really, what everyone is doing is they're having to go through Amelia McKenzie to get to Meiko Satomura, which is awesome. And the last match that uh, Millie McKenzie, <laughs> Amelia McKenzie, that she lost was against Ginny, which whatever, like, I already know your feelings on it, but I'm just saying um, everyone is having to get through her to get to Michael, which is cool. And we're seeing, I really would love to see Amelia just disappoint Michael. But still be her little lackey in the way that like Buddy Murphy was with Seth Rollins. I think this type of dynamic would work so much better for that type of like story and characters. Since it's UK, that would be cool. But also a masked woman shows up and then starts tearing through the roster and it's Amelia and we don't find that out until she beats. <laughs> um, I really don't see that happening like, at all. Yeah, because they don't give them any time, but that would be cool. <laughs> like, that would be a character story for Amelia and Amelia is already great in the ring. We know she can go. Like, give her a cool storyline to do on the sideline. Um, so one of the cool her things... Her and this oh assassin are never in the same room at the same time. Hold on. Isla Dawn. I have to be the last thing I saw was that weird ass promo where she was out in the woods. Is she still out in the woods? Please tell me she's still out in the woods. She is back in the ring. She is back in the ring and she lost to Ginny fair and square and it was an embarrassment and she really just needs to figure out her shit. That was like one of the things I wanted to bring up because you're familiar. Poor Nina Samuels. She has been relegated to backstage host, but whatever. Um, that's so stupid. She's got such a mean look. Yeah. And and really, I thought I was going to see a match between her and Blair Davenport. I was like, yes, cool. Wait, Finally getting a match. she's a host, like, interviewing no, no. people? Or yes. she's a host, like, has no, her own the show? the Nina Samuel show. That's different. Okay. okay. So the way that it started was that she was supposed to have her match against Blair Davenport. And Blair Davenport, during Nina Samuel's stupid-ass, like, showboating entrance, just decided to beat the crap out of her at that point. And she just like took her out of the match altogether. So the match didn't even happen. So Blair Davenport was um, suspended. And so she's supposed to, uh, I, I'm not caught up uh, because I was, I was mostly saving it so I could watch on my big TV rather than just on my computer. <laughs> Otherwise I would have told you what the outcome was, but she was supposed to have a match uh, with her return against stevie turner um so stevie turner is kind of like i'm not really sure how to describe her character she's kind of annoying but she's like supposed to be a badass maybe from like a toxic spill area um mostly because that's what i see is like (laughs) 
like barrels with uh, the skull and bones on them. Anyway, I don't really care for Stevie Turner, but Millie Mackenzie really sold her match against her and like made her look as like better than she really is, honestly. Um, but she has with everybody. She's so good. Yeah. She really is the future face of this company, but I want to see her drawn out, especially with her alliance with Michael Satamora. And I want to see them go head to head and even her take the title off of her. Like her, where the apprentice becomes the master. And Rhea at some point. Oh, like, no, like a decade, not a few years. But <laughs> Rhea will be the longtime veteran at that point. Amelia will be like the young upstart. So um, the other thing that was happening on the show, I mean, Blair Davenport is definitely a draw. Basically, after she beat up Nina Samuels before the match started, she got suspended. And then she went and beat up Sid, the assistant to the general manager. Um, So she was like off of NXT UK. And she was like, if you don't reinstate me, bad things are going to happen. And she just started like beating up everybody after their matches and stuff. So that was cool. Um, Zaya Brookside is back. She has been resurrected, and she had her first match against Danny Luna. So it is clear that she has been resurrected and separated from her Wario-leveled-up version of herself. So they are now two separate entities. Mushroom-leveled-up. Anyway. Powered-up-leveled-up. Two separate entities. And she was totally taken aback by Danny Luna. Because, yeah, Danny was... She's part of a subculture, right? With, uh... What's their names? Uh, the the only tag team that I like. And obviously that's not saying a ton because I can't remember their names. Something Andrews. Mark Andrews, Flash Gordon Webster, right? There you go. And so Danny Luna hangs out with them. She's working out. Zaya Brookside is like, hey, like basically can you take on a challenge from me? She's like, I know you're like super strong, but are you fast? And then like Mark Andrews was giving like an interview and he was saying how Danny Luna was the strongest woman on the roster. And after Zaya Brookside confronted her, he was just like, well, she is pretty fast. <laughs> but. She's crazy fast. I've seen her out run a car. He said. Danny Luna pinned Zaya Brookside. Danny Luna's great. She's really good. She's and been, that was a really fun match to watch. So that was a really fun match to watch. I suggest go checking that out. But also just seeing the reaction from Zaya Brookside, like, oh my God, what? Like, I came, like, she's been on hiatus. She's back and she got defeated. Um, I know that she was defeated by Aaliyah James, our, like, cute pink Essex girl. I don't know if she's from Essex, but anyway, Aaliyah James uh, also defeated her. So I think we're going to see a pretty cool story arc with Zaya Brookside that she, you know, she's coming in thinking that she's just going to dominate and she's not. That's cool. So that's what, yeah, that's what's been going on with NXT UK. Michael hasn't been giving out title shots, but she is going to give one to Ginny. Now that Ginny made it through, <laughs> now that Ginny has made it past her, um, you know, bodyguard or whatever. I hate on the other two people I was hating on throughout most of the episode and often do, but I can see the objective, like, value that they add. Ginny? Nah, not she's... Not good in the ring. <laughs> like, the mic skills that people would praise are non-existent. I mean, they're not generic, but they're just the same caring 
English Karen-y thing that's just like, ugh. <laughs> What's the English version or the British version I mean, of I don't Karen? Know. That's probably what I'm like. I'm only saying English. Karen who with a British accent. Like, I don't know what the English equivalent is, but uh, it's so, just not Yeah, good. you know, and but honestly, good in the ring. Like, honestly, she really is the best one that they got on the mic compared uh, yeah. to the rest of that roster. I mean, that's true. So that's I where she brings the value. Nina bringing value there too. Oh, Nina's funny. for sure, for sure. She's, not she's great. Jessica McKay funny, but she's funny. She's been funny at least the last few times we've seen her. Like, she's, her timing has been really good. Um, but I really don't see her being the, like, the forefront of that division right now. I, not right now, no, but I honestly, like, she has a look. She's big. You can put her in a match with Blair Davenport, and if you build her up and don't make her as a comic relief joke, like, they could be two titans that can run your division for a little while, or at least, like, have a good rivalry in your division for a while. That might be a while, but I really think that they're putting their money on, like, Stevie Turner. Danny Luna. Blair. Obviously, Amelia McKenzie. No, I'm saying, like, Blair Davenport is already, like, there. She's already, like, she was already established, established herself. Her. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, yeah, well, I'm just throwing her in those names because, yes, yeah, she's I'm just saying, because, like, be at this point, this. at this point, you only have these green girls, and I'm saying green with quotations, who haven't, like, been super showcased. And that includes the ones that we mentioned. Um, Valkyrie isn't the one at the top of the division, which I, I think she should be, but that's just because she's my favorite, but (laughs) like, she hasn't been, uh, as prominent as I thought she was going to be at this point. Yeah. And it's only a weekly, it's only an hour show. There's another thing that like, they should be featuring the women more because they're the best thing that they have going. I mean, I don't know. I guess that no. I watched the, the whole show. Well, I hate it. A lot of the wrestling commentary <laughs> loves a kid and Tyler Bay and all these guys who are just the same generic carbon copy. It's just like Generico, or not Generico, because Generico, Generico is Sammy. But like, it's just like a creative player versus a creative player with the standard move set doing this. Like, yeah, they're doing fun and challenging stuff but now why with, should i care about any of these people is the thing with the exception of dragonov and subculture like i don't even care I, about dragonov <laughs> but i'm just saying like i really don't see anything distinct about that division so yeah push your women because they're the only ones that actually like seem to give a shit over here yeah oh but crowds are back that's the reason why i needed to with watch WWE it UK. N- nxt cool. uk or, yeah. so yeah like that's the that's the fun part of it um uh, like, yeah, think. like it's what I was trying to say at with not giving the women time is like, yeah, you have these other people who are who have been here for a while who are probably gonna get lost in the shuffle with all these new toys like Danny Luna. Maybe not Danny Luna now that she's shown how she can go the last few months, but like she was trying to get lost in the shuffle and she'd been good for a bit. I told you a few months ago that she was good, and you finally came around on that it. subculture placement. Really helped her for yeah. sure. And um, like Nina has a look. If you work with her, I'm telling you, she yeah. could be a draw. There's other like well, we didn't have Zaya for a while. I'm glad that she's back. So I hope that they continue to focus on them, give them more time and less change. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> After her match, obviously, but I'm not looking forward to that match. 
so I didn't even know it existed before and I'm before still I told you to it. <laughs> so I guess then before we close out the show because hey we're back we've gone a long time <laughs> we've complained we've given our good points but I guess like where do you I guess like what what is the positive aspects that you see going into this new season era Bianca's one for sure. She's a fucking star. Like yeah. I she came out third in that match, which you know how I hate the champion not coming out, but she got the pop. Oh yeah. Like I heard that crowd over Becky. I heard that crowd over they might have been singing with Sasha. That's why they weren't like actually just yelling for Sasha. <laughs> that crowd was loudest in the entrance for Bianca. And if you had told me that even a year ago, I would not have believed you. Well, I mean, because it's a like not because I didn't think she's capable of it, but she's literally in the ring with Becky and Sasha, and that might yeah. not have been the case here because of how over those two people are here and like the fan bases, the ingrained fan bases that they have here. But she's not far off from it. Give right. her another year, and she will be there. Yeah, she she will be there here. I mean, as opposed to just like she'll be there here with crowds who know all of this stuff, as opposed to just like crowds who are here for the spectacle. Um, I'm hoping with this TBS championship on AEW that we're actually going to get to see, I don't know, I guess like some justice delivered. Um, I mean, I would even say like someone like Tay Conti should hold that championship. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going to hand it over to Ruby, but it, like, if we're going to go, if we're going to play by AEW seniority rules, give it to Tay Conti. I don't think that's that far off, but I don't think. They're not going to strap the Rosa, unfortunately. Unfortunately. At least, I don't believe that. I don't have any faith in them, too. So, and if that car, uh, Tony Khan scratch notebook that they took a screenshot of was any indication, and it is Thunder Rosa versus Jade for that championship, Oof. if Jade Oof. wins that title over Thunder Rosa, which okay, I so don't think that I'm they're capable <laughs> of booking that bad, like, I will be very annoyed. I'm talking about positive aspects. What do you see? I mean, <laughs> as far as Jade winning, not, <laughs> maybe she's a draw. None maybe in she'll case. bring in numbers. Other than that, there's none. Like those matches won't be any good. Whatever. The one with Thunder Rosa will be because Thunder Rosa is great. But that's why Thunder Rosa needs to win that title because Thunder Rosa can elevate that division. Thunder Rosa yes. can put people over while beating them. Jade Cargill cannot do that. I would Jade love Cargill to see can put over Jade Cargill while beating people. I would love to see Thunder Rosa even versus Jade in that final. Yeah, that's what final I'm round. Like, it can get to Jade and Jade and Thunder Rosa, but being that it's literally Jade and the best woman wrestler on the planet in terms of skill, why would you expect us to believe that Jade? So that I much? guess I guess what. This all just hinges on that TBS tournament. It hinges on, even if that's the final, like, even if Jade gets there, I wouldn't even hate it as long as she loses because (laughs) you can't just, like, moonstrap her into Brock, which is what what they want to seem to do. And a lot of these AEW marks who used to hate Brock seem to be very... Okay um, with Jade. Like, they seem to be very, like, accepting of the fact that Jade would be there their star in that sense. What's the term I was asking you about earlier? Where you agree with your sympathize with your captors. 
You talk about Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, like they are very Stockholm Syndrome because they love these long-ass reigns and they love these monsters and beasts. And it's like, okay, but you don't like it when this company does it, but you want Jade? Okay. Okay, I guess. I mean, she's just... (laughs) Female Brock. Okay, She's so as, as I guess as he was when he came I guess what we can say is that like if Thunder Rosa takes that TBS title because we know that Brit isn't dropping hers, if Thunder Rosa were crowned that, maybe that means that we're gonna get the women's division taken seriously. That means that they actually would maybe and maybe an indication that they take it seriously. I mean, so that's a positive aspect. Yeah. And I don't have one for the only one that I would have for NXT is Raquel Wentz. <laughs> do not strap Mandy. Mm. For the love of God, please do not strap Mandy. And if you do, Frankie. Kaylee shows up on oh, Tuesday. Oh, I was gonna say Frankie Even or if it, Kaylee. Yeah, if Frankie's fine too. Somebody shows up on Tuesday and takes that right off. Because <laughs> she would be exposed if she had that for any longer. Mandy holds it for like two seconds and then you bring Kaylee Ray to like put a put her into a dumpster. Yeah, and then destroy this division. So, all right then. As much as I hate long reigns, the forever champion needs to be a champion again <laughs> and keep that belt Yeah, forever. no, for sure, for sure. Agreed. Um, okay then. So, I'm glad to be hopefully back into the swing of these things and that um, y'all who are listening are back. And, yeah, we're, we're all hoping that these, these paths that seem to be laid out very nicely and very even predictably and good get followed through on and we can all like get together and celebrate it but in the meantime watch some more women's wrestling enjoyed this episode please give us a five star rating leave a review subscribe or follow and share with your friends who love wrestling also you can click on the link in the description to leave us a voice message but not like any creepy ones okay fine a little creepy but tone it down